Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and woo, I'm 44 years young, and I've always thought that was really corny uh, to to put it that way, that 44 years young, what is that goofy shit? But I gotta tell you right now, um, I just, I feel great and the reason I feel great, and this is not an ad, like, I have no affiliation whatsoever with DDP Yoga, but I've been on this program, I just went into my 11th week, uh, today, the day I'm recording this, as a matter of fact, which is yesterday to all you people in the future, uh, I, I just went into the 11th week, and I just feel unbelievable, I've never felt this good in my life. And people talk about exercise and what it does for you and how it makes you feel. And, you know, intellectually, I think we we know, yes, moving around and doing things and, and some form of working out is good. But until you're doing it, you just don't, you don't get it. You don't at all. My joints don't they're not stiff. I get up in the morning and I feel good and I want to do things and I look forward to doing these workouts and I'm not going to go on and on. I'll just say, uh, you can try DDP yoga free for a week. I think, uh, they they usually have something going on where you can try it out first and, and I recommend it. It, it has made me feel like a different human being. And for the past, basically since I turned 40, Every year I feel like there's a new little collection of annoyances about being older. And this year I just feel great. I feel wonderful. So anyway, that's that's my... And, and especially with everything that we're going through right now, uh, being stuck at home, being in weird situations, like you, you get the app and you can just do this anywhere. And it's perfect for what we're going through right now to keep yourself positive and motivated. It puts you on a schedule. Uh, it's it's exactly what I need because if I don't have somebody telling me every single day, hey, you need to do this, then I'm not going to do it. Um, so anyway, I, like I said, I don't want to go on, but it's fantastic. Give it a chance. Check it out. See what it can do for you. And, and you get out of it what you put into it. So all right, now we can move on to nerdy stuff. Uh, I just, I, I feel so good and I want everybody to feel this good. It's, it's amazing. Um, all right, let's get on to some news. Okay. I think the biggest news for the week is that there's actually news. I have a few things to report from the world of pop culture dorkery. Uh, and, and that in and of itself is exciting because for the past few weeks, it's been a struggle to find anything to talk about. Uh, first of all, I want to note that the pre-order for the Transformers Masterpiece MP51 RC figure is up. Uh, the figure looks absolutely incredible. I have, as I mentioned a couple months ago, probably maybe longer. I, I've I'm not buying Transformers. I got caught up in War for Cybertron Siege, and then I said, "What am I doing? I can't do this." And I got rid of all of that. But I do still have some masterpiece figures, and 
you know, particularly characters from Transformers the movie are appealing to me, and there's never been an RC figure that looked really, really good. And part of the reason for that is she's a hot lady robot that transforms into a car. So there's always a bunch of kibble sort of sticking out of her back. This time around, she still has it, but it's it's sort of a backpack-looking thing. It's not as streamlined as what we see in the movie because that would be physically impossible. But the figure looks absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm very, very tempted by this one. I'd love to put it up on the shelf beside Hot Rod. Uh, I did not buy the Ultra Magnus, but... It's just a great-looking figure, so do yourself a favor, Google uh, Transformers Masterpiece RC, and just take a look at this figure. It, it looks amazing, the transformation looks good, and in uh, car and robot mode, it's just a really badass-looking robot. I dig it. So that one has been in the works for quite some time, and now up for pre-order, should be out before the end of the year. Uh, obviously, depending on conditions of everything else that's going on right now. Uh, the biggest news of the week for me... Something that I had no idea was even in the works. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is up for pre-order now. It's th- This game was transformative for me. The original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater came out, I think, in 99. And the first two games were just played constantly by me, by my roommates at the time, by whatever was going on. It's they're they're incredible games. And I can't remember exactly where the series fell off. I, I think three was still good. I think four might be the one where it just lost me. Uh, but whatever the case, those first two games are legendary video games and they have been fully remastered. And uh, let's see here. Let me. I'm actually going to read a little bit of copy because I want to do these releases justice. Uh, they have all the original skaters from the games. This is most of the original songs, which is a little disappointing. But here's the thing. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Like, I would have to look up what the songs were. And as I'm playing the game, if a song pops up that wasn't on the original, I'd probably be like, wait, what is this? But it looks like the list of what they managed to retain is pretty impressive. The uh, Dead Kennedys are still on there. Goldfinger's still on there. Mill and Colin. Um, let's see. Oh, they don't have the full list on here, unfortunately. But but I saw it in the trailer. You can go look the trailer up on YouTube. Uh, but the cool thing is, this is totally updated in 4K graphics. They've added in tricks. They've added. They've updated the control. Like it should feel like a completely modern game. And they have also added in, which was not... I know it wasn't in the first game. I'm not sure if it was in the second game or not. Uh, Create a Park and Create a Skater are going to be in this. So this is going to feel like a fully modern game, but hopefully retain the intuitiveness and simplicity of the originals. Because that was where the series kind of got away from me, is later on it just felt like it got too complicated and it wasn't fun to play anymore, which is common. I mean, that's how wrestling games got too. They they got so far away from, or so far into wanting to be simulations that they weren't fun anymore because that's the whole reason schlubs like me play wrestling and skateboarding games is because I can't actually wrestle or skateboard. I just want to have fun. And when it gets too realistic, it's like, well, this is not fun anymore. Uh, but anyway, this it looks incredible. Uh, like I said, go watch the trailer on YouTube. It looks amazing. Uh, I pre-ordered it already. 
Now, here's the deal. There are lots of different pre-order bundles. Apparently, the collector's editions that include a birdhouse skateboard deck uh, and some other goodies, those are already sold out, which is okay because I don't need a birdhouse skateboard deck. The digital deluxe edition is currently available for pre-order on Xbox and coming soon for PlayStation 4. I don't know why the delay... But I went ahead and ordered a physical co- or pre-ordered a physical copy from Best Buy, which, look, at big box stores, blah blah blah, whatever. Get get out of here with that shit. Um, Best Buy has been doing me right for the most part lately. Like with movies, I get them before they even come out. Uh, every pre-order I've gotten, it's packaged very well. I just got a. Uh, I had a whole fiasco that I'm not going to get into with the Purple Rain on vinyl. And Best Buy said, oh, wait, I think I, no, I went nuts about it last week because Amazon sent it in a freaking plastic bag. Well, I ordered it from Best Buy, and it came in a specially designed box just for shipping vinyl. Like, think about the difference there. Like, my high, my the best experience I've had buying vinyl from Amazon is when I bought from Waxwork, uh, not Waxwork, Turntable Records through Amazon, and there was a vinyl box inside of an Amazon shipping carton. carton. But my best expectation is just a box with the vinyl in it. And they sent a bag. Best Buy sends a specialized carton for vinyl. It was was incredible. But anyway, uh, so I I pre-ordered from Best Buy a physical copy, but once it goes up on PS4 for the digital deluxe edition, uh, I'll just order it there because that's... Uh, that's got a ton of extra stuff on it, and you get early access to the warehouse demo, which if you remember, the warehouse demo was the one that was up in kiosks in GameStop when this first came out, or maybe Electronics Boutique. I'm trying to remember if GameStop was even a thing at that time, because I didn't work for GameStop until 2002. Uh, so whatever the case, that was that warehouse demo, we were playing that thing in the kiosks in the video game stores, all the time and uh i think there was even a disc of it you could get and bring home now now that i'm thinking about it that used to be a thing too and we just played the shit out of just the warehouse so that's that's like a really cool extra to get as well so anyway tony hawks uh pro skater one and two coming in september september 4th looks incredible i'm so stoked about it as as you can probably tell uh another thing that went up this week and this is look I'm getting sick of pre-ordering things. I want some stuff. I want actual things. And don't get me wrong, there have been things here and there for me to grab, and it's great. I really like just things going up for sale, though, as opposed to being pre-orders that come out in 6 to 9 to 12 months. And things went up for sale this week. If you go to Super7.com, you can buy the Anthrax reaction figure, which is the walking dude from the cover of Among the Living. I uh, swore off reaction figures, but I also knew very well that if they put out the right kind of figure, that I would have to buy it. And any action figure with Anthrax on the packaging uh, is one that I am going to buy. And the, on the same day, they released uh, the Motorhead War Pig, a bloody variant of that. It's cool. It's not really anything I need. I would buy a Lemmy figure if they made one, but I'm not too interested in this war pig thing that they've made. Uh, it, it's fine. It's cool. Put it on the wall. Be, be glad you have a Motorhead toy. But uh, the Anthrax one is the big one for me, and I ordered that immediately. And, and even now, as I'm talking about it, sitting here thinking, should I have bought another one so I could open it up? But at 18 bucks a piece, the answer to that is no. Uh, and finally, the last bit of news we have for this week before we get to our show is New Mutants has been given a new release date. 
just oh, I just want to see the movie. Uh, the release date is now August twenty eighth, and you know what? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? That's three months away. Uh, maybe we'll be going back to theaters at that point. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, but I do wish whatever happens, they just stick to this one. So at least we can get uh, a home release before the end of the year. And I can see this freaking movie because this was one of my most anticipated movies of last year. Uh, and now it's coming out in the third quarter of this year. I, I just want to see it. Let me see this movie. Uh, so anyway, August 28th, 2020 new release date for new mutants which apparently is called the new mutants something i i don't know that i even realized that it had the v on there uh but there you go that is your news and now you may be wondering dave what's this episode about what's happening and you probably already know because it's in the title but this is the needless comment the long awaited by me anyway needless commentary for the 1990 teenage mutant ninja turtles movie one of my favorite movies of all time uh depending on the day of the week i might tell you it's the best comic book adaptation ever filmed i i feel that it is i don't i, I can't think of anything that more faithfully adapts the material and more successfully and and we talk about that obviously during the commentary so i'm not going to go on and on now even though i could because i adore the shit out of this movie i love it so grab your vhs your dvd your blu-ray unfortunately you cannot grab your deluxe shout factory-esque boutique copy because nobody's done it which is insane because this is the 30th anniversary of this film and uh I, I don't i don't get it i don't know why this hasn't happened because it's still a viable license it's not like this is some old forgotten franchise uh we, and, and granted the current cartoon has done everything it possibly can to, to make it that way because it's terrible but uh yeah somebody pick this thing up and give it a deluxe edition it's crazy that that hasn't happened but one cool thing that i learned in doing my research for this episode well research air quotes big time but doing in poking around on the internet prior to recording this episode i learned that judith hogue the original april o'neill is part of a couple of big projects that are happening. First one, and I mentioned this during the commentary, but I'm going to mention it here as well. May 23rd, uh, there is going to be a pizza party panel with Judith Hogue and the four actors who played the turtles in the movie in the suits uh, on YouTube. So look up TMNT Movie 1990, I believe is the, the thing you want to Google, uh, or Judith Hogue's Twitter and you can find out more information about that. And they are also producing a documentary about the making of the movie, which is great. It's much needed because we've never, like, this has always been treated as a children's movie by the studio. So it never got that really cool release with tons of special features and commentaries and all kinds of other stuff that it, it so deserves because what an incredible landmark of puppetry and technology and animatronics and, and action filmmaking and comic book adaptation. It's everything. It's great. 
and it deserves this treatment. So this documentary I'm very excited about. Uh, so, yeah, look around online. You can find all the information about that. Judith Hoag's Twitter is kind of the best place. And I, and I love that she's taking such an active part in this because it's always great when somebody involved is genuinely passionate about something that's going on and not just like the the talking head that, that's been chosen to represent it like she seems really into it so there you go uh so sit back grab your copy uh sit down and uh, have a cold one as we celebrate the month of my birth with a film that we shot in basically my second hometown wilmington north carolina so uh enjoy i i love it you love it you know, watch it once and then watch it with the commentary. Do whatever you got to do to fully appreciate this incredible movie. Uh, and I'll, I'll get back with you for the outro. Phantomaniacs. It is May. It is still proximal. This is technically my birthday celebration. Since thank you very much. I had to work on my birthday, and for my birthday, I have chosen to watch. You won the money in the bank. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I tell you what. As far as I'm concerned, everybody won the money in the bank because that was awesome. Uh, so I've decided for the May commentary to watch one of my favorite movies and what I think is one of the best, if not the best, comic book movie of all time, 1990's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes on a half shell? No, no, no. This is none of that none of that uh, cutesy mess, although there is a good bit of cutesy stuff in here, but... Uh, I, I just I adore this movie. I loved it when it came out. It came out right on the heels of Batman, uh, right in the midst of me being obsessed with the Ninja Turtles comics and the Ninja Turtles toy line. And that's Ryan. You and I talked about it on the first run through that, and we'll talk about the toy line a little bit more. Uh, but I just I, I love this movie, and I've been kind of waiting for the right time for us to watch it, and that time is now. So uh, everybody, get ready. We're going to hit play in just a second here. I hope I have everything set up right. That rarely seems to happen. Battle Cougar, please don't choke to death live. Yeah. I am slowly dying in the corner, and I, I don't know. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hit play. And uh, enjoy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, we're watching... It's a... So there are no, like, great releases of this, which is bizarre to me. We're watching a Blu-ray that's part of a four-pack with the two sequel movies and then the TMNT CGI movie, which I also highly recommend, that came out in, like, 2007, maybe? Something like that? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that one of the special features was advertising the Wii game, so that shows you about the age that it... Right, right. Hey, the so, subtitle's working. Oh so, gosh, sure. everything's working. Yeah, so this is, it's kind of a bare-bones disc. There's The theatrical trailer is the lone special feature. Yeah. And I feel like we really need, like, a Shout Factory release or something. And this is the 30th anniversary. 
you'd think somebody would be doing something, even yeah. if it was just Warner Brothers or New Line or whatever. It seems like a missed opportunity because uh, not only that, like I feel like Toys That Made Us kind of like gave this a bump. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't understand why this isn't getting a bigger bigger deal behind it. I don't understand why they have to hand this wallet off to thirty seven different kids before he gives it to Shredder. <laughs> because we want to show that it's a criminal network. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That it's not just one kid pickpocketing; that it's a whole ring of thieves. Yeah, because right. you know if they yell at the, the initial kid that took it, then he'll be like, "What? I don't have a wallet." Right. You exactly. Know? But I mean, after this scene, I'm assuming it's like a ring of magicians because this truck is packed full Where, of boxes. Where's Joe Blue? Well, ninjas, In magicians. Twenty-three seconds. It is empty. Illusions. <laughs> now I do want illusions, Michael. I'm pretty sure something a whore does for money. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best one. And this lady sells it so great. Look at her. Oh, she's awesome. They should have they should have kept that like that shot for just a couple seconds more because yes. I feel like she gave even more there. So I asked you guys on the first run through how long it had been since you had watched the movie. It has been at least 20 years since I've seen this. It might be longer, honestly. I saw it multiple times when it came out in the theater and now, I, I, okay, it's, it's been about 20 years. I definitely saw it, like, when it was on TBS or TNT a couple random times in the late 90s when I was living with a bunch of friends in a shithole apartment and smoking a bunch of weed and just sitting around watching a bunch of random TV. Look at that old-school Burger King packaging right there. Yeah, it's, it's probably been about the same for me, like, um, late 90s, early... 2000s. I I actually think that I may have like rented this and watched it with my kid. That's a good probably experience. I would imagine yeah. so. So it, you know, it's probably been 15 years ish. It's been a hot minute, long enough that I'm like, oh, this is new. <laughs> well, this is for me. I mean, this is like an annual viewing. If not more, it's it's like I said, it's one of my favorites. Ryan, I think you'd said you'd seen it within the past few years. Yeah, I've seen it within definitely within the last five years. Oh, I think yeah. about two years ago, I watched terrified it. of the rat. Yeah, it's everyone that lives in New York, York is just not used to um, such yeah, thing. Never see rats uh, in New York City. When when I was a kid, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman were my shit. Like I had everything. That's like what I. That's all I wanted as a kid was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. Oh, Sam Rockwell. He, I, I didn't even realize it. He's teen one. <laughs> he's one of the menacing thugs. He's He's got a really big part in the movie. I mean, not compared yeah. to, like, the Turtles in April. But but he's, like, one of the main of the punk kids. He's, he's one of the main non-masked. In yeah. IMDb, he's, like, I think he's credited as main thug. Oh. Or something like that. I'd rather be main thug than teen one. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if this was his big break. He's got a thing on it. What's on his what head? Is that what awesome? is that? Is it like an antenna or something? He's talked about it before. I can't remember exactly what it said, but something I want to mention before we get too much further, I don't want to forget, uh, Judith Hogue, who plays April O'Neil, is actually hosting uh, May 23rd on YouTube. She and the four actors who wore the turtle suits are hosting a pizza party to do an anniversary special panel about the movie. Oh, that wow. rules. Uh, I don't know the time yet. If you follow Judith Hogue on Twitter, uh, or if you get on YouTube, 
I think it's TMNT movie 1990. That's I like mean, the, if, the first time I've heard of Twitter being useful. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because it's usually if, just a fucking cesspool. If, if you know how to use Google, you can find out about this. And of course, if you join the Needless Things podcast Facebook group, we'll be posting updates and everything else. But that's and she's apparently took it upon herself to do this. That's Which awesome. is pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. Good. Especially considering she got replaced in the second movie. Ouch. <laughs> But I think she was back for the third one. Actually, in case you both came back, I apologize, everybody. I'm eating key lime pie. Hey, it's your birthday episode. It's Never fine. apologize That's for right. eating key lime pie. That's true. Uh, so it's in the Bible. They did get the toy logo into the movie because yeah. this this movie was in production really before the cartoons became quite the phenomenon that they were. So this is more adapting stories directly out of the first issues of the comic book. Yeah. Like, you can actually look... Uh, it's almost like they use those panels as storyboards, the way that some of the For stuff sure. goes down. The Raff Roof fight. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff on the farmhouse. Like, it's very, very close to the original comic. Splinter being a rat and not a human originally. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even that flashback stuff was in the comics. Yeah. Him in the cage. Yeah, yeah. In the bizarre, like, I have a rat in a bird cage yeah. situation. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a very inappropriate cage for that rat. True. So, I... My entry into the Ninja Turtles was the toy line. Because in Same. 1987 or 8, whenever it came out, G.I. Joe had lost me. Like, Battle Force 2000 had happened, and they were starting to put out some stuff that I just I just didn't love. Um, and I've often said that G.I. Joe got too goofy for me, but that Ninja Turtles was, like, <laughs> next-level goofy, so it somehow came back around and worked. I don't know. But I was obsessed with the toys. Everybody was obsessed with the cartoon. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I can't say that I liked it, but I watched every single one of them. Oh, yeah. It was too silly for me. Yeah. I love the cartoon. I love the cartoon. I I like the cartoon, but I love the video games. Like the... the, Oh, uh, Turtles in Time. Oh, my God. Well, I love the first NES game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's hard as shit. I think it's... Yeah, it is. It's it's up there with, like, Ninja Gaiden. It's not Battletoads hard. Well, no, but nothing is. Well, Battletoads isn't even that hard. It's just that one level. Yes. The fucking uh, the, the hover bike level. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes that game hard, which makes it just a bullshit game. <laughs> There's one level it's just nobody can beat. It's true. Yeah, my my Don't uh, even start on Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> I get pissed off. <laughs> my intro to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the cartoon, um, which I think you know. There's a lot of. People. I was definitely the toy. Um, I didn't like. I I didn't read the the comics or anything, but I remember like. Loving it so much, like me and, um, you know, like three of my friends, we all had like, each one of us had like our turtle personality and would call each other that, you know, because um, we were super cool. No, I think that, I think that was a common <laughs> Everybody thing. in this room was. was super cool. Yeah. I think true. every group of friends back then like had like, you know, oh yeah, I'm the Michelangelo of the group. I mean, my, I know my group did. Yeah. See, at but this we point... We like play turtles and stuff. I mean, like... It was, like, amazing. I was 14, and collecting toys was not 
<laughs> was not okay. But I still did. And the funny thing was, me and my friends, uh, I'm trying to remember who, there was. I had one friend named Vonley, and there were at least a couple of others like in the group, and they didn't collect toys, but they would come over, and we wouldn't like play with them, but I had like all the Ninja Turtles toys, and we'd get them out and look at them and like talk about... Ninja Turtle stuff. I think at one point we tried to play the role-playing game and we used the figures. So, like, it wasn't like sitting down and doing battles with G.I. Joe, but everybody still wanted to, like, interact in some way with toys and action figures. Well, yeah, because it's But they were too old. Yeah. And I just was too big of a nerd, I guess. I don't know. I just never... I'll, I'll never forget being in school... Uh, it was probably, I'm going to guess I was 12. It would have been 5th or 6th grade. And I remember saying something about G.I. Joe. And some cheerleader type girl was like, wait, you still have G.I. Joes? That would be like me still playing with Barbies. And I was totally baffled as to what point she was trying to make. Yeah. I completely, no, no, no. I completely didn't understand. I was like, right. And so what like, I don't well, yeah. get, and I just I, I was it, so at some point like action figures became less interesting to me than video games. I'm not sure when. It was probably right around. It was probably actually. Yeah, it was probably right around like when this came out. Honestly, like when I was about twelve or thirteen, and like. It was like the, the, the tail end of the NES era and the beginning of the Genesis NES era. And I think that's the, that's probably the common age where, you know, certainly for people our age anyway, yeah. where interest did start to change. Yeah. Whether it was sports or video games or whatever else, it, it was definitely not the sports ball. But I, as as you guys well know, I don't really leave things behind. No, I just find I, new I, things and add them. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've noticed over the years. <laughs> you even kept me around. I know, right? And anyone else would have just been like, this guy? For 20 years? No. <laughs> this is excessive. I, I just, love the... I just saw the Noid on a, on a napkin. That was awesome. Oh, did you? I didn't yeah. catch that. Oh, I missed the Noid. Everyone avoided him. We did all catch the movie that he was watching, though, which was Critters. Yes. Right. And he walks out and says, who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> Which is a hilarious joke, actually. Yeah. Yes. This fucking movie is ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's what made it so great, is that, like, everybody the first time they heard Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles goes, what? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and right. they, you know, we watched that uh, Toys That Made Us thing, and it was literally like, they're like, what's the most fucked up dumb shit we could think of? It started as a joke, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, I think they were just sitting in the in a diner screwing around because the very Trying first drawing, the yeah. very first drawing of a Ninja Turtle was on a napkin. Yeah, and they actually, I hate it. I didn't buy it. I wish I had. I think it was Mondo made a figure of that drawing. Oh, I've seen that figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's really. I mean, it looks like a Kappa, basically. Yeah. Like the is it Chinese or Japanese? I'm I think it's sure. Japanese. It's yeah. one of the. Yokai, um, but it looks a lot more like that than the more, you know, what we know. Streamlined, of. right, cool, right, yeah. 
Oh, Elias Coteus is the man. Oh, yeah. I was I, always a huge Casey Jones fan. Uh, Elias Coteus comes back for the third movie, but it is it is Paige Turco for the next two is April. Oh, she's in the third one, too. So Judith Hogue never came back. Judith Hogue never came oh. back. Oh. Yeah. Well, now she's reclaiming her title is, is as the greatest April O'Neil. Yeah, I didn't really like the... Yeah. I, I liked the other one. She was fine, but she wasn't as good as this. She was fine. <laughs> well, this is true. So this fight is tremendous, and one of the things I pointed out while we were watching this the first time through is, you know, the way that these guys move in these turtle suits, these bulky turtle suits that have animatronics in the head, that have batteries in the back, probably weighed 100 pounds easily. Oh, yeah. Just one year prior, we have Batman... Who can barely throw a punch? Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's a shocking difference. If you look the, really the close, though, there's a seam around like oh yeah, the yeah. head uh, and yeah, jaw if, area. If, they're, if they ever look up, you can like totally see like their neck. It's like yeah, there's kind of like a gaping hole. But they, I think they look like they've had their throats slit a little <laughs> bit. Oh God, like. But that's the difference, I think, between um, Keaton being able to move and them being able to move. Like, think about like what can you do if you can't move your head with the rest of your body? You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're the, you're the cowl, so limited. The cowl just immobilized. Yeah, head. and he was literally like he couldn't move his head, so he's like, eh. <laughs> I mean, well, that's it's a good visual. I'm making a visual here, guys. It's really good. It's funny. Can you hear it? Woof <laughs> woof. <laughs> but yeah, like. Not being able to move or turn your head, you're like so immobile. And we uh, something I didn't point out: all four of the actors who are in the turtle suits have cameos in the movie. One of them's the pizza guy. One of them's the guy in the back of the cab yeah. just a minute ago. Yeah. And I don't remember what the other two are. They might do be you, like random foot members. Do all of the uh, do do all of the voice. Nobody who's in the suit actually does the voice for No, turtles. they're all different. Yeah, they, I think they're all... Yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. So obviously, Donatello is probably, at this point in time, Corey Feldman just beginning to discover drugs. Mm, around that time. 1990, yeah. Yeah. Because he was in his mid-teens. Yeah. He's playing Donatello, the smartest turtle. The smartest turtle. That is his gimmick. Yes, that is a fact. Michelangelo is the dudeest turtle. He's the yes. pa- he's the he's the party one. Party he's the one, one you want to hang he's out. The party with. dude. Leonardo is the leader, and Ra- Raphael's the brooding one. Yep. He's he's, he's the, the Batman. He's the bad the boy. All yep. all the chicks are going to go for him. Uh, voices of Brian Tochi, Robbie Rist, Corey Feldman, and Josh Pace. Pace. Paella? Paella. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's like A-I-S or something. I think if I didn't know that Donatello was Corey Feldman, I'd be like, man, that voice actor who does him is really good. (laughs) I think he's really good. I just know it's Corey Feldman. Oh, he does a great job in this movie. It's just the fact that I can hear Corey Feldman and I disdain Corey Feldman, I'm like, oh. Well, and in 1990, I... You know, we still liked him in 1990. Yeah. So it was okay. It was yeah. actually cool that he was doing a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, well, he wasn't yeah. like a troglodyte then at that point. No, no. <laughs> uh, he had yet to acquire his angels. Yeah, he didn't have a harem of, like, women that he was keeping placid. Of, of diabolically codependent <laughs> yeah. little chickens. 
I rescued all of my angels. So the music in this movie was by John Dupre's, and I want to mention it because the score. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's amazing. It's available. You can get it from Waxwork Records. They've got it on record and on CD. Uh, But it's it's almost like this melding of John Carpenter and Oingo Boingo. It's there's a lot of synth stuff that's got sort of '80s roots. But it's all really like. I was, I was trying to describe. There's a video game I'm playing. I was trying to describe this, the score to it to somebody the other day. I said it's kind of like Evangelist and uh, Mark Mothersbaugh. But if Devo ever decided to jam. <laughs> That's a tough one, though, because Mark Mothersbaugh has such a broad range of sounds. Like, yeah. that guy, you know, he does, he's yeah. got. You know, your standard Devo sounding stuff that you yeah. expect from him, but then he goes and does something like the Thor Ragnarok soundtrack that has everything from this really powerful symphonic stuff to the Devo stuff. Yeah. And also all of Wes Anderson's cool. Oh, yeah, The Life Aquatic is where I really do, started do, noticing do, do, do. And Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. I love this room of the TVs. I love it. It's classic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every villain needs to have... And actually, this shot feels like it's straight out of an early... um, There's an Uncanny X-Men comic that has almost that exact same setup for a villain. Was it Mr. Sinister? Uh, No, and I can't remember who it was right now. It's somebody that's watching Madeline Pryor uh, before Mm -hmm. she turns into the Goblin Queen. But it's like that same setup. It's, It's... and it Crazy. Wasn't Mr. Oh no! Wait, I take it back. It's in. Um, it's when the X Men are in the Outback, and they've ah. taken over the Reavers' headquarters. It was one of the. It was like the media room in the Reavers' headquarters. That's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, great over the top '80s cop guy, police chief. Yeah, yes. he shouts every single word in this movie. But his lips are so pink, it's freaking me out. <laughs> it's like he's wearing frosted pink lipstick. I guess I'm the only one that noticed it. Yeah, and even like even with you having pointed pink. it out, it yeah, doesn't seem I don't that crazy to me. <sighs> Raphael's on the case and wants his side back, which, like, no one's going to notice a weird fucking turtle dude in the daylight. Yeah, I'm out. shocked at how few people noticed a green person. Casey Jones fought him and yeah. really didn't notice it until the end of the fight. <laughs> I was like, wait, you're green. I think, okay, for that scene, I think the Parker, the Parker, the park was darker than <laughs> what we were darker. seeing in the yeah. screen. Like, yeah. I think it was, we were supposed to sort of infer, like, it's it's pretty dark out there. Oh, no, the racism. Uh, yeah, it's, there's a little, there's some mild Racism, sexism, and homophobia in yes, this movie. It was a different time. It was a very different time. Yes. It's still pretty mild for this time. Very, it's a very lot worse. worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the. I mean, for the time period, it was super mild. Today, yeah. if if that comment or some of the things that are that are oh, mentioned yeah. later. Well, even her being a damsel in distress would not happen today. Oh, yeah. She would have, like, beat all those ninjas up by herself, and then Raphael would have been like, hey, that was pretty cool. Like, that's what would have happened in the modern version of this movie. And it's like, it's also sometimes it's okay that, you know, she's a reporter, she's not a ninja. Right. It's okay. But, yeah, that that was... It's it's just of the era. It just happens. I'm just concerned about her... um, 
her brain because she's been knocked yeah, she's unconscious been over twice the head. Yeah. in like 24 hours. <laughs> she probably well, like needs a CAT scan. We didn't know a lot about CTE back yeah, then either. She's got a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> This was back when wrestlers took chair shots to the head. That's yeah. right. And nothing bad happened well, with any well, of that. Yikes. Nine <laughs> times in one match. Yeah. If you're Mick Foley. These ninja suits are so great. Yeah. They are pretty great. I and love I, the, the face eye all, thing. All of the... Like, yeah, yeah. All yeah. of the, the costuming and like the art direction in this movie is actually oh, really The cool. set design's amazing. Well, yeah, the sets are incredible. They put well, so much time oh, into this. Something worth mentioning, um, this was shot in Wilmington, North Carolina, my sort of yeah. second hometown. Really? Yeah. yeah and the, and wow, like the, I didn't know that. Through like the early 2000s, like Wilmington was actually called Hollywood East. Like That's... They shot a lot of shit there. the The entirety of uh, Dawson's Creek. One of one of my good friends in Wilmington when I lived there sold drugs to the cast of Dawson's <laughs> Creek. Just weed. What One it's Tree fine. Hill? Also, we we yeah. uh, Mrs. Troublemaker and I toured that studio at one point. It's De Laurent, It's at uh, De Laurentiis Studios. I think Eastbound yeah. Down was shot there too. But the, but oh, yeah, so it was. Also known as Wilmy Wood, which I yes. find tremendously off-putting. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. Uh, but yeah, it, this was this was shot in Wilmington, and my nice. grandmother would actually anytime something because she knew I loved Ninja Turtles, and anytime they did something in the paper about it, she'd cut it out and mail it to me. That's Aww. awesome. I wish I still had all that. That's very cool. Uh, but I could say that about lots of things, like my Ninja Turtles collection. Yeah, because I had uh, all the originals. Did you get rid of your Ninja Turtles collection? Dude, I've gotten rid of so many toys. I it's know you ridiculous. have. Yeah, that, your, I, your Simpsons collection is what makes me sad. I well, see, that one I don't even care about. I know. I love, <laughs> I love those toys, though. They were yeah, funny. Yeah, they, I mean, they were... Uh, if they had been more articulated, I probably would have kept them. Yeah. But since they were just little statues, I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, so the, cute. the most tragic yeah. toy losses are Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe, for sure. Those are the ones that, that almost daily, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my G.I. Joe has met a very unfortunate end, because I was a fucking brute to my toys. And my G.I. <laughs> Joe's... Like oh, because you're Sid from Toy Story. The the yeah the tail end of my GI Joe collecting days coincided of with my discovering fireworks days. Oh, that's a that's a common story. And and the two did not mix together well. Like if you put like a nice firecracker in between a Joe, right? Yeah. Joe ring. Yeah, yeah. Boom! They'll blow in half, which looks. Hilarious. I, I remember like you know some of my my guy friends and I um, blowing up. Yeah. Joe's. Also, if you or take weird like, shit to the if you take a smoke them. bomb and light it for like the first fifteen to thirty seconds, it throws out like a little jet of flame, like a flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. If you hold that up to a Joe, it's like a flamethrower. You're horrible. <laughs> I'm, so I'm aware. We've we've got to uh, we got to give credit here to the Jim Henson Creature Shop for these puppetry effects. And for the actual animatronics in the turtles and the design of the turtles, nice. uh, this was this was a huge deal at the time, and I think Hanson was excited because of the, it was the opportunity to do something different that really pushed the technology forward. Uh, you can go on YouTube now and see a lot of special features about the turtles and how the how the facial expressions and everything were achieved and how the suits were built. 
they haven't released those things on a disc for some reason, <laughs> but they are out there to be that, found. That, and that would make a great uh, if they ever bring it all together. It'd make a great special. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, somebody get on that for fuck's sake. But uh, there's actually the way that these turtles' heads work. The animatronics are all inside the head, powered by the battery that's under the shell, and there's a puppeteer who has a rig that can manually control the eyes and the eyebrows and and certain aspects of the face, but there's an infrared sensor in front of their mouth that senses what they're saying and moves the lips on the turtle's heads to That's reflect insane. that. That's that is, really incredible. That Especially is, for 1990. That is yeah. witchcraft, sir. Yeah. And but think about the coordination that they had to be between the actor and the puppeteer. So that they were moving their bodies in a similar right. way I wonder as how their facial expressions were going. In order to like get something usable or good looking, it, it must have it looks, a it looks minute really to get like good. a rhythm. Like, yeah, it looks like you can tell that like it's a product of the times. But for for the times, it looks really fucking. Well, you get the lost in suits it. Suits look really freaking good. Other yeah. than the occasionally the mouths get real wonky. But it, well, the mouths get wonky, and also like if. There's a particular scene where, like, a couple of them are looking up and you can see neck seams. Well, there's one scene when um, uh, Michelangelo's skateboarding because when they would do the skateboarding shots, they'd shoot him basically from the waist down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he does some kind of twisting trick and you actually see the skater's hand come down and he doesn't have the turtle suit on. Uh, so you just see like a human hand. Oopsie. During the tr- <laughs> I didn't notice that. It's it's when uh, it's when they're waiting for the pizza. Okay. Or I guess yeah, maybe it's Donatello because Michelangelo is the one waiting for the pizza. Donatello skates up on the skateboard. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you can actually see that. There are a couple of spots, but I mean, when you're sitting here watching, yeah, I didn't notice the any. scenes. Know, yeah. Like you get, you don't sit here and think this looks so fake. You no, get caught no. up in it. I, yeah, I, I think that the turtle scenes look really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, overall, I mean, you know, I, I think they look great. Like, I think they look better than anything they've done since. It's not like going back and watching... Like, this, what we're looking at right now, holds up so much better than, like, The Mummy. Yeah, oh, totally. Because yeah. I love The Mummy. Yeah, me too. But that CG... Oh, it looks terrible now. ...makes the movie hard to watch. Yeah, it looks yeah. like some, like, Windows 95 shit. Nothing in this makes it... Like, pulls you out of it like that. I fucking love the Mortal Kombat movie, but the CGI oh, is gosh. so yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the movie around the CGI is good, but yeah. like the CGI is so bad. Now, Rep- yeah, reptile. It, Let's yeah, just oh, talk about God. reptile. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same thing where it's like, it, that just kind of ruins it, whereas it like, does. this will always look good enough. It'll look yeah. good enough, yeah. you know, no matter what. Yeah. Raphael, one of his many screams, anguished, furious screams. They also do a lot of uh, weird, like, speeding the camera up, like, speeding the footage up. Yeah, and I think some of that might be to to cover maybe little weirdnesses. I think yeah, some movement yeah. issues. The animatronics, right. Which, yeah, is, you know, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You're in trouble now, Pennington. <laughs> Look at that. Fancy artistic shot. What are we watching? A David Lynch movie all there's of a, a sudden? There's a few of those. Like, there's one with uh, Shredder from up top, and like the way it's like 
Follow like yeah. a shadow, and then it follows him, and then it drops, and then it follows behind him. It looks amazing. Well, they and do. It's so much more work than is needed for a Ninja Turtle. Oh, right, right, for this. Yeah, like, it's like some super artistic shit, and like, you're like, wow. You're right, man. That went from the file yeah. on the desk, it comes up, it spins around his hand on the phone, and then it comes up to his face. They were putting the fucking work in on this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, they do another one at the end in that final battle after he's knocked all the turtles down where Shredder gets this really cool sort of spinning angle. And here's the explanation for that is uh, Steve Bar- Stephen Barron, who directed this movie, uh, and who, in one of the special features, they show this giant Bible of all of... He drew all of the storyboards himself uh, and also drew the art that we see later on in the movie that they attribute to April. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. But he was a music video director. He directed Billie Jean and Take On Me. Oh, wow. oh okay. Oh, wow. yeah. I can see that. So that's that's pretty cool pedigree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So he's 64 now. He was only 34 years old when he directed this. Wow. Well, he killed it. Also directed The Coneheads. So <laughs> I fucking Yeesh. love that movie. Okay, I've not seen that movie in <laughs> 24 years or something, maybe. Maybe more. What movie? The Coneheads. Wow. Well, but I liked it when it came out. I think Dan Aykroyd's hilarious. I think aliens are cool. I think Dan Aykroyd is hilarious and aliens are cool, but I, I don't know that Coneheads was that great. Now, to be fair, I haven't tried to watch it since the, it was out. Yeah. I had the toys from that. But I couldn't. I couldn't even make it through the movie. I had the Coneheads toys. Wow. <laughs> I was, I was That's a, a serious. Yeah, I was serious. I, and I made it all the way through It's Pat, and for a long time, <laughs> I would hilarious. claim It's Pat is the worst <laughs> movie of all time. Oh, man. Wow. I thought that was hilarious. And then you watched Secret of the Use. What? Secret of the Use? The second one? The second no, one's good. I'm thinking about the, the Power Rangers movie. Oh, Ivan Ooze. No, Secret of the Ooze is the second Ninja Turtles movie, yeah. and it's, yeah. it, I, it is not as good as this. Okay, this is straight out of Pinocchio. It's literally oh, yeah, totally. like the scene from Pinocchio, and I love it for that. Um, no, Secret of the Ooze is the sequel to this, and it's it has the influence of the cartoon in it, but it's still great. And it has Vanilla Ice, has Toka and Razor, who would go on to be a successful tag team in WWE. True. And, uh... It has Kevin Nash as Super Shredder. What it does not have is Sam Rockwell as team number one. Yeah. Which is what Let's see if he's credited the same here. Okay, well it doesn't it uh, if anybody else has dialogue it'll have to title him, but let's see what it says. But yeah, Sam Rockwell looking like a greasy little dirt bag with his nasty little mustache, but still all of the Sam Rockwell charisma. Oh yeah, for sure. It's awesome too because like they're total heaven. Like they got arcade games, all the Pepsi and Mountain Dew they want. Narc, yeah, Narc, yeah. They have a basketball hoop. Like they have everything that was cool in 1990. This crazy skate ramp thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I remember. Like, there's a couple movies that had like skate ramps and stuff indoors in like a cool like. Hangout area, and yeah, it was like yeah. the coolest shit ever. I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, they even put one in Hook. Yeah, exactly. The Lost yeah. Boys had that one, that was another, which was ridiculous. Yeah, I but definitely hung out here. 
Yeah. In in 1990, like, yeah, yeah. Big oh, yeah. Time. This sure. is the most 90s. Well, shit. and on and we're forgetting. At the time, what would have been the biggest draw is your training to become a ninja. Yeah, because oh, yeah. ninjas were awesome. They're huge, right? I remember my favorite one of my favorite movies was Three Ninjas. Uh, oh, that movie was great. They all had the masks. There, there's an age thing. <laughs> yeah, there is an age thing in effect yeah. right here. Watch Power Rangers nonstop. But I was of the appropriate age. Right, right. <laughs> you were not in right. college. Not that we're. Speaking specifically about anyone, this is all hypothetical. But you were not in college. Shattering? Oh no, are Cenobites about to show up? That would change this movie drastically. That would be awesome. Oh, here it is. Here's that shot you were talking about. Yeah, I love this shot. Badass. Yeah, that kind of looks like a Hellraiser (laughs) shot. Yeah, you could could play that that, uh, note (laughs) from the, the theme over this. Yeah, this is a fantastic shot. He's right? just got blades sticking out of him instead of nails. Also, side tangent real quick. Every time I go by the pretzel place at the mall and I see the thing for Cenobites, I crack up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the same thing. I'm like, that's not how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you guys, this is not a, this is not a drawing. So this is, this is the first time I've watched this in high definition because I've had... I had the VHS, so there's a DVD, the shitty Warner Brothers cardboard DVD. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've got that. I still have that, and that has traditionally been the one I've watched. This is actually my son's copy. Um, that, Like I said, it comes with three other movies, and I just haven't watched this one yet. Until we watched this earlier tonight, I thought Shredder's Helmet was Wicker. And I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it did not show up. <laughs> so it's clearly not. But no, you can tell in this resolution that it's this like scale pattern. Yeah, it's like a on metal scales. Yeah. yeah. But forever, I thought it was like a woven helmet because that's not like that's a thing. Yeah. Like, that yeah, wicker it looks like armor, that be like a basket. Like that is a thing that existed. And if you look at it, even his shoulder plates and everything have that same pattern on them, but it's like a scales. It's just like a sculpted scale design. Also, and I love knowing that because it always bothered me. Looks like something like you know, I don't know, very like kiss, like ice capades. Yeah, yeah, very spangly. Yeah, it depends on the the way they like the angle. Sometimes it looks really like like a sweater, (laughs) like with like a shiny a um, sweater shredder. And then sometimes it looks like armor. That's way well, less yeah. threatening than I, Super Shredder. I think Sweater it's... it's su- <laughs> I mean, look It's at it, supposed to look like male. Yeah. I think. Uh, but... but a lot of times they'll pull off NECA male with nails sweater. Them. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. The, the NECA figure's like all sparkly yeah, and yeah. stuff. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it nails that look. But yeah, even Sweater after getting Shredder. that figure, just because the sculpt on it is so small that you wouldn't be able to tell anyway, even having that figure, I didn't realize the helmet was... Yeah. Was you know scaled like that? He's the big villain. Is just wearing a wicker basket on his head and a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> but yet terrifying. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I feel like Joe Striker Three is coming together right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I already have a plan for that uh, TV shot with the, the TV wall. Crushing the yes. sweater. Right to happen. All right, so this kid has at least two different Sid Vicious. Shirts, yes, which makes him like infinite shitbag. Yeah, not a fan. No, 
Just me. I understand. I Same. get it. People like the Sex Pistols. I don't. They're not good. No, they're not. I mean, John Lydon went on to do great things, but the but Sex Pistols they, are trash. They, they were basically a boy band, just with bad manners <laughs> and bad music. Well, well, yeah, but like the, the the whole point of them was not to like play music well. Is this the same desk that the Channel Six News team uses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whammy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love to see Ron Burgundy meet the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I think I've eaten some magic magical mushrooms because you are all talking turtles. <laughs> oh man. So this, uh, another great thing about this movie, we talked about the production design, we talked about the incredible uh, animatronics, turtle costumes, uh, it, it just really just nails what it's trying to do, but the pacing is incredible too. Oh yeah, it moves right along. I mean, there's it, no waste of time. But everything makes sense. It doesn't feel it, it's not one of those deals where it's just trying to get from set piece to set piece. Yeah, it just moves the plot along. Oh yeah, yeah, and everything feels earned and like it makes sense and and it's you know. As believable as it needs to be. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It's a well put together story. Yeah, no, it, it's actually amazing. I mean, for this being like a, you know, kind of smaller production, I mean, you know, it's technically an indie film because there yeah. wasn't like a big studio backing it and everything. Um, yeah, it's amazing that it came together so good. I mean, yeah, the, the story's cohesive, the, you know, the acting's great, effects are great. And we get. The honestly, and, and I until we watched it tonight, and I really started thinking about the movie and what I wanted to say about the movie. Something that I've never really caught before is the characterizations of the turtles might be the weakest thing about the movie. I mean, we get that Michelangelo is the party dude, but they all kind of make jokes and stuff, they're all kind of goofy. Raph is the angry guy. I think they cover Raph the most, actually. Right? Yeah. And, well, really and it's Raph, interesting. Raph has the most character development. Because yeah. Turtle Power, the the theme song done by studio group Partners yeah. in Crime, yeah. the lyric is Raphael. He's the leader of the group. That's in the song. Yeah. The, the Which is not Leo's really what the I think. Yeah. yeah, Leonardo is the leader. But it, it's. They don't. Basically, every other form of media does a little better job at individualizing the turtles. Yeah. Uh, but with the voices and with the characterization and the body language and everything else, they're great. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not complaining about it. It's just something that I noticed on this run-through is they're not as well, distinctive. Exactly. And, I mean, I don't know. With how good the pacing is and, like, they're telling a, you know they're telling the full story of them, I feel like if they had it done more, it would have bogged, yeah. bogged it down. Yeah. 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 So it probably would have hurt the movie to give them more more individual time. They they could have done like I feel like you get a good idea of who Michelangelo is and Raphael, as we've said, gets the most screen time and character. I think Donatello has the least amount of. They could have done a better job with Leo and Donatello. And, and I yeah. think the fact that Donatello is my favorite turtle, me too, is where this is coming from. Yeah, is totally. that he kind of gets short shrift in this one? Yeah, he does because yeah. he's basically just Mikey's comedy partner. Yeah, yeah, he's like the straight man almost. Yeah. He, Donatello was my favorite. Like I, I was always Donatello when we were like 
Well, well like in, in the video game, he had the reach. So. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> true. You had to pick him. That was a fact. That was he a also fact. does machines. That's right. Yes, <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> Boy, Just howdy. like Polly from Rocky IV, who fucked that <laughs> robot. Speaking of which, I ordered a figure of that robot oh, today. Yes. <laughs> Did you also order like a naked, sweaty Italian guy? I well, if I could have, I would have. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Troublemaker got me a gift That's certificate. That's called Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> surely, um, surely you have a Ron Jeremy action figure somewhere. No, that, as far as I know, that hasn't happened. Despite the fact that he's Jewish, you know. Swarthy, There's not enough hairy man. plastic in the world to sculpt that dong. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, no, you can buy a Ron Jeremy dong. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that that's what I hear, that. anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Mrs. Troublemaker got me a, a Super 7 gift certificate. Okay. So I, I ordered the Rocky IV robot. None of the other Rocky IV <laughs> figures, just the robot. And then that, that uh, Anthrax figure. I mean, that seems really, like... The best plan, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't need. If I had to get one, it would be the robot. Yeah, absolutely. I needed to have a toy of that robot. Look at when their mouths open. It's crazy the detail that's in there. Their tongue, the back. I mean, it's crazy. They put a lot of thought on like what's going to be shown on camera and how it's going to look. Yes, yeah. They put a lot of thought into that. It was clearly important to them. That these be as like mobile and filmable as possible at all times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which to where uh, it's not going to look bad at any angle. Again, you got to think about the fact that there was a version of the bat suit that they couldn't shoot from behind. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't it's crazy. <laughs> Which look, like, that seems like so much more like extra work. I, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm shitting on no, Batman I love that because movie. I adore that movie. As yeah. If you were around Needless Things last year, you know how much we love that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I fucking love it. But it's crazy to me to watch this that came out a year later This and scene compare in particular. It. Like, okay, I know that this is sped up, but... I mean, I don't know that that was. He's it doing like an it. incredible job with these nunchucks, and he's just like, fiff, 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 yeah, he's while he's wearing this ninja. like crazy ass green turtle muscle suit with a shell on it. Now that's just screwed into his finger. Yeah, and he's yeah. Just going like this, which is funny because that's exactly how the the, the figure, um, is. figure, yeah, yeah. over there, <laughs> it plugs into the top of that's his finger. They they hit him with their butts. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you got to figure like out. Asuka, but I was off. just gonna say that. <laughs> so yeah, that foot soldier tried to do the RKO on Michael. Yeah, Michael. that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. He doesn't play that shit. Uh, rude. also also notice like on the the shells, like there's like individual like like cuts and grooves and like mm-hmm. yeah. where they've been yeah. damaged and they they're all distinctive. If you look, their cool. their skin, they have little um, they get their own colors textures. and yeah. textures and stuff. Raphael actually has scars on his face, which yeah. again I didn't notice that until we this were watching one. this one. But they look like real or as real as. You know what you would imagine a giant toxic uh, turtle would look like. Like there's ridges on the shells and, and stuff like that. Love yeah. the foot soldier who pops out to hand out axes to everybody. Yeah. Axe guy. Yeah, yeah. Axe me. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Let me axe you some. Like I'm glad they're not lumberjacks. The only thing that would be safe in the woods is the trees. Maybe maybe are they related to the axe gang from Kung Fu Hustle? 
Entirely for possible. Sure. Yeah. Which is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Yeah. See, I, if we were going to go down that road, God of Cookery would be my choice. Mine would be Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Uh, we are not watching that <laughs> I ever. fucking I love fucking that I hate movie. that movie. It's so I much. loathe that movie. It's, 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 it's its own thing, mm-hmm. and I don't enjoy it. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely its own thing, and I do enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, you just made me sad even bringing that movie up. <laughs> really? Oh, I hate it so much. Yeah. It, well, it's one of those things that somebody I knew, and I don't remember who it was. When did that come out? We were probably hanging out when that came out. Yeah, like the early to mid 2000s. Who, who would we have known that would have been like all about that movie? Because somebody loved it, thought it was the greatest comedy of all time, was putting it over to me, and I was like, that looks like a stupid piece of shit. And they were like, no, 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 it's so good. Oh, it's, I know it looks dumb, but it's so good. And I was like, all right, I'll, fine, I'll, I'll watch it. And I watched it, and I was like, this is the dumbest piece of shit I've ever <laughs> it, seen in my it life. It wasn't, but it sounds like something that Dave Barstow would have said. That see, and when I was trying to figure it out, that's kind of what I thought of. But oh man, no, you gotta watch. I don't think I would have taken his opinion seriously. (laughs) So, so I don't think that's what it was. And he was awesome. He was a great guy. We just had different taste. Yes. Except for Hollow Notes, he was totally right about Hollow Notes. They are like one of the best live bands ever. All right, so Casey Jones, we haven't talked enough about how cool. Not just Casey Jones, but Elias Coteus was and is. Yeah, I, for years, watched movies just because he was in them, which means I watched a lot of shitty movies. (laughs) This is true. He was in uh, Almost an Angel with Paul Hogan. Wowzers. Who you may know as Crocodile. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, He was was in... uh, Okay, I'm going to have to pull up Wikipedia, because I can't remember. It was some erotic Wicker thriller. Man. I'm going to pull up Wikipedia. <laughs> Please do. He was in The Wicker Man? <laughs> Elias Coteus. Okay, so... I've got to I've got to look up this one, because I went and saw it in the theater, uh, of all things. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? It was some, like, Cinemax-level erotic thriller. Uh, okay... Let's go ahead and roll up to Ninja Turtles. Backstreet Dreams. Haven't seen that one. Desperate Hours. Don't know. He was in Look Who's Talking 2, which I have seen, but I do not remember him being in. Maybe Backstreet Dreams sounds like a rock. Let's talk for a minute about Look Who's Talking and the fact that there was a whole series of movies about talking babies. (laughs) Babies that talk. They're like Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis voiced a talking baby. And then I think in the... And people loved it. Yeah, people were. Wasn't it back. Roseanne Barr? Was the oh gosh, sister? probably. I think so. Um, so almost an angel, Exotica. That was it. He was the club DJ in Exotica. Um, who's the Who's the female lead in that movie? Uh, let's see. Let's take a look. Mia Kirshner. Yeah, that's right. She was. Yeah. She was something at one time. Yeah. Man, it must suck watching this movie if you're him and just looking how awesome his hair looked because it does not look good now. Well, how awesome his hair looked and how, I mean, he's in great shape. 
Oh yeah, he's fucking yeah. I can't believe Wayne we're Gretzky already at this Royce. point in the movie. This is crazy. So anyway, Elias Coteus, super freaking cool guy. Um, we've kind of glossed over his crotch in this movie. Well, they haven't really focused on yeah. it until they get to the farmhouse. Yeah, like right. when which is coming up, or I think they're heading there now, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do like a side view shot of his crotchal region, and I've never seen anything like it. Well, whoa, now, all right, hold here's. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, part of Casey Jones's character is he wears sweatpants. But dudes... Yeah, me too. That's my character during this quarantine. <laughs> yeah. That's my character. Dudes can't just wear sweatpants. No? Because that fabric, um, it tends to cling yeah, to the mushroom. It's, it's clean. You, uh, so, you get outlines. Yes, you get outlines. Which is why some fellas wear those to the gentlemen's clubs. But that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Wait, that's a, and you know what? Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's a man who I can spend the, the, the rest of this just talking about lands, there, but at the intersection of like La Vista and Ponce, he's he's an elderly African American man. Oh yes, oh, yeah. I have seen his sweatpants. Who, who yeah. wears bicycle shorts? Yeah, and uh, they they leave nothing to the imagination. And that sweatpants aren't as tight, but they are. Close to as revealing. So if you have to wear sweatpants on camera or in public, really, you need the proper support for your piece. I think he's wearing a dance belt. I think you're correct. And I think that's why it looks like it. It looks like his Johnson goes from his belly button <laughs> to like the back of his taint. But I think it's a dance belt. I believe you're correct. If not, he's he was exposed to radiation as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming that's, out. Uh, that, that's yeah, it twist. sure is. <laughs> that's the twist in Turtles 4, as they find out. Yeah. They find out that his penis fell in the sewer. He's all man, <laughs> just with turtle genitals. Yeah. And Splinter raised his dick. One day in the Splinter sewer. Splinter raised just his dick. <laughs> just his penis. And he forgot about and it. And I taught his penis. <laughs> Ninjitsu. Pinjitsu. Pin- <laughs> So there it is. Uh, There it is. This is not like, um, well, it's pretty something going on there. You You can see the outline on his shirt. He's got a moose knuckle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you see his dick? That's a moose leg. (laughs) (laughs) Whole moose knee. So yeah. So anyway, but I appreciate the fact that either he or the costume designer recognized a need. And that they went for it. They were like, "We do not need your mushroom stamp." We don't this need this. Movie. Is in theory, this is a children's movie. <laughs> well, they weren't worried about April O'Neil's nipples in this scene. Well, which I'm fine with. I'm yeah. just saying because uh, I could see them very clearly. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, we've all got nipples. You're right, and we not everybody penises. has a Kateas dong. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> I do like what he calls her Broadzilla. That's pretty good. That's, that's very nice. I feel like the Moonlighting reference was dated then. The right. Well, <laughs> Moonlighting... It was big. It, it was, was still really, yeah, it was still on in 90, right? I don't know if it... It was really big in the late 80s. 
and it may have still been on in the nineties, but it was a, like what year was Die Hard? Eighty-eight. So yeah, actually, Moonlighting probably was dead by now. Probably. That is that is kind of dated for ninety, I guess. But it was still popular enough that it was like part of pop culture. Oh yeah, for sure. I like the the thought. The, the that last episode of uh, Moonlighting was in May of eighty-nine. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty close. You wouldn't get a reference like that nowadays. <coughs> yeah, because now everything's <coughs> right. constantly going. Anything older than six months ago is... TV like, shows nowadays, though, yeah. like, there was not as many options back then. Right. So, like, everyone watched Moonlighting. I mean, now everyone streams whatever. Like, it's totally different. Entertainment's totally different. I don't know. We all we all got into Tiger King pretty hardcore. Hell yeah, we did. <laughs> because they locked us all in the house. <laughs> and then they gave us a sequin-wearing... Tiger Man with two husbands. <laughs> <laughs> two straight husbands. Yeah. Yeah. How does that shit work? I don't know. Like, Look, if you're gonna if you're you, gonna put a you show in front of me, enough meth on it, anything will happen. If yeah, you're gonna put man. a show in front of me where uh, a fancy little redneck is gonna <laughs> trick straight men into being gay, yeah, I'm probably gonna watch it. Well, yeah. possibly trying to suggest very strongly that another woman get murdered. Yeah. Yeah, he was framed. I I think he wasn't framed. Okay, I just think he dumb. was done wrong. Well, no, he. I he, mean, he was for railroaded. That, he he was set up. He was. Yeah. He was for sure. But he should absolutely be in prison, just not for, for that. Things. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I feel for, like that's hard for, to argue. For meth, for animal <laughs> cruelty, right? For, for general insanity and depravity. Yes. I'm yeah. never going to find those things. to recover from that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> For going out into the room and saying, someone just got their arm ripped off, would you like a rain check? Oh, oh well, right. Let's get back to turtles. As yeah, let's get back to turtles. Really, as much as I want to do a commentary on... I feel like we need to do a Tiger King commentary. Well, we need to do a commentary about Casey Jones' continual... God, look, it's bigger. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look what she's wearing. Of course it is. Damn right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure April O'Neil was like my sexual awakening. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, I think so. Well, you were, what, four? Hey, you were three when this movie came <laughs> out. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I remember watching <laughs> this. Well, I watched this as an eight-year-old. You got going like pretty early. <laughs> Her and the Pink Ranger were my first crutches. Jeez Louise. You know, the movie still existed when I was eight. You know that, right? <laughs> I, I'm aware of how time works. Okay. Like, well, not anymore, because we've been in Well, yeah, anymore. now it has no meaning. Yeah, time means nothing. I wonder if that was even... Yeah, that was a good stunt. Like, planned. It seems or like it's hard to happen. Plan. Yeah. Who can say? Well, somebody could if they'd put out some fucking special features for this thing. That's a very good point. Apparently nobody gives a fuck. And I am, I'll, I'll mention it again, I am excited about this this pizza party. Yeah, that's really cool. That they're putting on on the yeah. 23rd. I, I'm absolutely there for that. You know, people are really, like, being creative about, yeah. you know, what they're going to really do cool. to entertain us in lieu of That fucking Parks and Rec episode was great. Yeah, that was oh, really awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I teared up a couple times, and it was because it was just so good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm already 
kind of putting some ideas together for uh, what we might do when Dragon Con doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got a, I've got a few thoughts about things we could do. That's awesome. Can we I just sit behind a table and drink heavily and just? I mean, talk basically, about nonsense? Yeah. basically, yes. <laughs> I like that. We should we should get a. I, I want to see a Dwight Schrute special, like a full hour of just Dwight Schrute dealing with quarantine. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh yeah, that'd yes. be awesome. From the Beat Farm. Yes. Um, I'll go on record and say if Dragon Con does happen, I don't want to be around eighty thousand people. No, I'm, I, yeah. I think I've already said I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going regardless. I, but I, they're going to have to cancel it. They're, well, they're playing chicken with it. They're yeah. saying right. that it's happening now because if like if they they need instance, the city yeah. to tell they need them the yeah. city or right. the hotel like they if they cancel it they can't get like refunds on their insurance yeah there's yeah. way too much money at stake they're trying to be careful that's right. why they're like yes but in like it sure is happening and look I can't blame them for yeah that. And no and for sure and like the thing is if even if they wait, 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 we have to talk about this hat, but it's oh, yeah. gone. It, like, was so, that it? It was no, just, that, just one for that one second. second. Yeah. That one like couple. Wow, times. it's really weird. It was, I it was Michelangelo that. wearing it, right? Yeah. yeah, I noticed that last time. Farmer Mikey. It's just for a couple seconds, and then they don't show what happened to it. And again, I think that is straight out of a panel of the comic. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry, Arian, but that that deserved to be mentioned. Yeah, for sure. Like. You know, Gen Con, Dragon Con, San Diego Comic Con, all of these things are institutions and will survive. Mm-hmm. But like, oh yeah, smaller cons like could just be gone. Well, and that's my concern about um, that Augusta Toy Convention that we loved so much. <laughs> Man, that was Did he just, yeah somehow like, more brutal without sound. Yeah. sound. Yeah. yeah, take your massage, bitch. Which I mean, Which look, some can, ladies are you into, can, but you can tell, and you can tell she's enjoying it, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because either that or it's cold it's as hell cold, in that room. Yeah. Headlights. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Oh. I missed it. All right. Well, I'll just have to go. I'll, I'll just have to go back for it later on. I want that to be the cover That's shot. So good though. Uh, they do a little good, like at the farmhouse thing. They do some good stuff with Leonardo as as the leader and like trying. Uh, like and he yeah, is, yeah, he's, he's the one that communicates. Yeah. Yeah. See the next scene that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, but at least it's not like a human neck hanging out. That would be unfortunate. But yeah, there, there's a few things he does. Like yeah, communicates with Splinter. Um, I like that he's waiting on Raphael to wake yeah, up. Yeah, he's like the one that. tending to Raph. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I think he also is upset because he's arguing with Raph. Well, yeah, he feels guilty because yeah. he is. He he's is like, we don't need him. you. He stomps all over Trivial Pursuit. He called him a jerk. But yeah, they, they do some good Leonardo stuff here. There's the uh, campfire from Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a NECA fan, you'll get that reference. <laughs> they use the same. Yeah, yeah the that spirit. I don't have it over there, but the spirit of Splinter figure actually came with the marshmallows and the oh, really? marshmallows on a stick, oh, like cool. the bag and so you the can marshmallows sit them on all a stick. Around them. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. I like that. Not that I think those figures can sit like that, but yeah, still, it's okay. It's fine. 
Let's see a couple neck seams. It's just it's turtle fat. Don't don't shame their <laughs> turtlenecks. Turtleneck the turtlenecks. Whatever you want to call them. Honestly, I'm okay if you want to shame turtlenecks. <laughs> I mean, it's 2020. Whatever. If your name isn't Miz, you can't be wearing a turtleneck. It is the turtleneck it is, tough guys. It is the ultimate heel move. The real ultimate heel move is knocking up your girlfriend who's more popular than you. <laughs> That's true. And getting her to relinquish her title. <laughs> they really should have loosened those belts up a little bit. You're right. Because look at Michelangelo and Donatello. Like, yeah. Especially Mikey. Yeah. His belt is just cutting into his shell. Good lord. Yeah, like it's like one of those turtles that has like the six pack six rings around. Yeah. Oh the, no, that's ocean. terrible! Yeah. Oh, God. Way to bring it down. <laughs> Sorry. <That's funny. laughs> I feel, I feel like there should be a Sarah McLachlan song dying slowly. Oh, it's still the best joke from the Teen Titans movie. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> when yeah. they kill Aquaman with the six pack <laughs> ring in the, in the ocean, and he's like, ah. <laughs> that's so good. Sorry, we got caught up in an emotional we moment. We did get then. caught up in an emotional yeah. moment. That turned that was up nice. And now it's time I, to get I, down to business. This is I mean, this whole part of the movie is a really good, like you get a little closer to the characters mm-hmm. and like it, it's a little downbeat before the total action happens. It's really good. The craziness of the final battle. Yeah, yeah. The the battle of 8,000 ninjas. Like you said, I think that's the secret to this. And and a lot of my favorite 80s movies like, you know, Predator, Robocop, and Batman. It's like the pacing is just perfect. Like, yeah. you just know exactly when to, like, alright, things are going to calm down for a minute and then shit's going to go fucking crazy. Like, they, they know what they're doing. And what happens in those calm moments is important. Yes, exactly. And I feel like a, a lot of a lot of movies these days don't have that quite as good of pacing, That's which where, is what keeps them from being like classics like this stuff. We got to learn more about um, Casey Jones. We got to learn more about um, Leonardo. A little more about April. So it was a good little beat there. Yeah. For them to get their shit together to go and kick ass. A lot of it's got to be editing. Um, Oh, you know, a lot of stuff today seems fairly self-indulgent. We get all these movies that are like two and a half hours long. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't enjoy yeah. two and a half hour movies, but... And sometimes it feels necessary, but... Sometimes it does. Uh, well, uh, honestly, usually it does, but i got to wonder if it really is. Yeah. Editing, I, I think... Um, there, There's definitely more times where recently I'm like... I'm like, how long is this movie? Okay, yeah, I'll wait to watch this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anything over two hours now, I, I, I kind of, it, it takes another level of thought as to whether I want to invest my time in. Yeah, it. it's usually something that like you're, you've already bought into the series. There's, yeah, there's a sunk cost. Right, the Marvel stuff. I yeah. mean, we, you know, we're gonna watch it no matter what. Star yeah. Wars, we're gonna watch it no matter what. It yeah. doesn't. Like, stuff like that. But anything that's sort of an unknown... I still haven't seen The Revenant. I want to watch that movie. It's good, yeah. But it's a lot of time to invest. Oh, it's like The Irishman. That's another one. I, I haven't, haven't watched, watched that. No, no, no. I love Scorsese. I love crime movies, but I just can't do it. It's yeah, like three hours know. long. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't know if I'll even watch that. 
Yeah. Oh, it just doesn't look that interesting to me. I'll like, watch it at some point. Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies, but uh, but this movie just, uh, yeah, three hours, or I think it's more. I think it's like three and a half hours. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I would love for, like, real grown-ups that take themselves seriously to hear this conversation like of how much we love this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but <laughs> don't, don't feel like watching the Irishman. The Irishman. <laughs> that looks dumb. <laughs> it looks dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here we get. Okay, this was, and, and we. But I'll watch over. this twice. You're right. Yeah, and you know what? I could sit down and watch this again tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually, as we've been sitting here watching this, I'm like, fuck! I have to watch the second one as soon as like. Oh, when yeah. you guys leave, I'm totally watching the second one. Yeah, I no want doubt. to. I want to now too. I, I mean, I haven't seen the third one in a long time, but I remember liking it. I didn't as much. Yeah, that's yeah, Turtles in Time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a good video game. I, and yeah, honestly, I played the video game. I never saw the movie. It might be something that I revisit, and I'm like, okay, the stuff that bothered me before. Now I think it's fun. Yeah. But I, I remember not ever really liking that one. And I think the turtles are kind of weird in that one. I think there's something... They redesigned them or something. I, I feel like there's a difference there that bothered me. Yeah. I did but like the, fact the that samurai Casey costumes. Were back. Uh, the samurai costumes that they're wearing in that one look really good. Well, and that... Um, they did that one samurai Leonardo figure. Yeah. That was so cool. I mean, they did a whole line of figures from the movie, but before the movie came out, they just did a Samurai Leonardo just as one of their weird pieces. Oh, those weird Ninja Turtle figures were the best. Yeah, well, and that's the thing, is that line, you know, it had all of the awesome extra characters like Mondo Gecko and Napoleon Bonafrog and, and, you know, all those. Was the rabbit? Uh, Usagi Ojimbo, created by Stan Sakai. Sakai? Sakai? Um, Sakai? I'm not even sure. I've never said never said it aloud before, <laughs> uh, but and Usagi continues to be part of the Ninja Turtles universe. Nice. Uh, they they did a recent release of a, a Usagi Ojimbo toy as part of the last Ninja Turtles line, uh, not the current one, not this Rise of Ninja Turtles, which is terrible. Um, but yeah, they they would as the line went on. They, in addition to all those, they would do all the different versions of the turtles, like the Universal Monsters turtles, oh my God, that was my and the favorite. Star Trek turtles, and the sports turtles. Yeah, you know, and on and on and on. Yeah, I had the sports ones, and I didn't even like sports. I just had them because I was like, <laughs> yeah, gotta have the football, Michelangelo. Yeah. One of my favorites. Um, there was a Michelangelo in like a body glove wetsuit. Mm-hmm. He was. I can't remember if he was a surfer. I think he was a surfer, but it was just a really cool figure. The design was really cool. Do um, you remember the like Desert Storm ones? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they did like command. They were like Commando yeah. Raf or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. But they were like they were like wearing like Desert Storm fatigue. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Desert Storm was a big part of my childhood. Oddly enough. Like, I had, like, collector's cards and action figures and shit. Well, the, um, with G.I. Joe, yeah. the very first Joes that came out were the tip, the the traditional, you know, olive drab and camouflage and whatever. Yeah. But then the second, when the second wave started coming out, everything started to transition over into desert colors. And it's because as soon as Vietnam was done, the uh, military started training for desert conditions. Yeah. 
as soon as it was done. Which is wild to think about. In 1983. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was already being, like, prepared we, for. We know what we're doing, yeah. But that's a whole conspiracy hole that no, we, yeah. everybody's welcome to. That's not even really <laughs> Huh? All Bigfoot farts. Yeah, Bigfoot Big farts. farts. They're the source of all evil as yeah. well. Well, I heard that the, uh, they're rebooting the turtles, and they're actually going to be created by five G. <laughs> oh no! I found four baby turtles under a five G <laughs> antenna. It's a Verizon. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so here we get Tang Shin and uh, Hamato Yoshi and their love story that was oh, fuck ruined. Could be Bill Gates. I'm sorry. By Roku Saki. <laughs> well, that's almost what they went with in the second of the new Ninja Turtles movies. They had William Fickner as this billionaire, not quite Bill Gates guy, but yeah. like billionaire industrialist. Weird. That at one point it was rumored that he was actually going to be Shredder in this like big robot suit. Thankfully, that turned out to not be the case. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, for the... I don't think we talked about it this time. I think we talked about it before. The newer Ninja Turtles movies, the first one's trash. Yeah. Like, if anybody hasn't watched it and is curious... Look at that. Look at that little expressive stop-motion oh, yeah, rat. That was incredible. Um, but the second new Ninja Turtles movie, the one with Seamus is Rocksteady... And uh, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. It's nonsense, but it's entertaining. Yeah. It's fun to watch. I want to watch that one. It, it's fun. I, I, I took Phantom Jr. to see it in the movie theater, uh, and I didn't want to. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to, if you're any kind of decent parent, here's a little tip you're going to take your kid to see the movies they want to see. Yeah. Unless there's a coronavirus, in which case you don't take them to the theater. Yeah, don't go anywhere. Um, and also, the foot soldiers were ahead of the times, so wearing the mask and just being, you know. That's right. that's true. I need a foot soldier yeah. mask to wear out uh, when That'd I have awesome. to go out. Um, but yeah, the second one's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's completely stupid, but I enjoyed it. I've watched it a couple of times. Hell yeah! But this one is still. No, this is great. The high water. I, I love this movie. Look at those eyes, man! Look how sinister this dude is. Yeah, this guy's the perfect shredder. With his wicker hat. <laughs> His wicker armor. Oh, you're in trouble now, Danny boy. Everybody's in trouble now. Because he's seen Stephen Barron's storyboards. Production art. I love the idea of them like handing this drawing to Judith Hogue and being like, okay, just color in. Just just sit there and Yeah. Color in some background. Pretend you drew this. Well, yeah, I noticed a lot of the the shots of like the actual like art being done, like it was just a hand. So it's like, yeah, who knows? I mean, it may well have been her, but she's yeah. just tracing over but, something yeah, or coloring is, like, in the she background. In some blue, and right? She, like, right. Draws a couple lines on a window. Yeah. You're right. He's got some good hair in this yeah. movie. Oh yeah, it's fucking phenomenal. Like that's that is for the '90s. Like that's some stud hair. He should have been in like a Cameron Crowe movie or something. Oh yeah. And uh, time did not do well with that. I, it, well, and I think it wasn't too long after this yeah. that he started having the the male pattern action going on. 
But I mean, he's he's had a great career, so oh, it's yeah. not like it affected him oh, or no, anything. No. I mean, what the fuck can you do about that? It's just no, fucking nothing. life. Yeah, yeah. You had a good point about this scene. Yeah, well, there's they do it in the beginning too, where they just block out everything. Yeah, you know, it's either darkness or smoke. And they win. Yep. At one key element, and this is, I think this is another thing you pointed out, Ryan, is that they keep the turtles moist. Yes, yeah, and you, I think that helps with realism. Yeah, with making them look real. Yeah, well, and Splinter too. Look, yeah, he's he's super juicy right now. <laughs> he's almost like Mark Henry. Also, <laughs> also love that Casey Jones walks up to Splinter, who he's never seen before, and he's just like, "Wait, what?" He's yeah, yeah. He reacts. Like, well, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he does react. He doesn't yeah. just race in there and go, "We got to rescue this giant rat." Yeah, he's like, I wonder if he thought he was going to be a turtle. <laughs> or well, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because think about... Obviously, they've discussed their Master Splinter. Yeah. But would it even occur to the Turtles... Well, April would have told him. May April would have been... No, May she totally would have. She would have been like their, their leader. They haven't mentioned this because they just call him Master Splinter and they don't think about the fact he's that a he's a giant rat. Because she makes a joke <laughs> he's about a giant being a rat. rat. And they, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I love this pile of foot soldiers yeah. that yeah. shows they've clearly done this a few times already. That's like a fun gag. It is. Like it totally that. is. And that's a lot of... I, For me personally, because this movie is not... It doesn't come off like a kid's movie. No. No. It has a lot of lighter content. And I think they're very clever. Because here's the thing. is You've got two characters... Well, three characters who have bladed weapons like size are for stabbing swords and shredder armor is for cutting and they have to figure a way around that so they made the fights they're fights but they're fun but they're not stupid yeah if that makes sense not too much yeah um, Except for the fact that he has to have a sports weapon to fight yeah. anybody <laughs> yeah it's Casey as the dumbest uh, fight requirement of all. Yeah. But he can also but knock also, the fuck across a room. Yeah, his superpower is that he can knock you out <laughs> with the limitation that it has to be with sporting equipment. And when are we going to see the Casey Jones Sportsmaster oh, showdown? Oh, man. That would be awesome. You can say? So great, yeah, that looked great. Yeah. Just incredible choreography. Yeah, all this. There's look, watch right here. He jumps up on yeah. the skateboard while the guy swipes. I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah, once again, just all the the set designs are ridiculous. Like all the sewer stuff and the city stuff gives you that gritty New York vibe. That like comic booky New York. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. absolutely. Well, all the graffiti. It's that New York in the late eighties vibe. Yeah. Is. Filthy and like, but it also has that like almost. It almost it has that like weird fakeness about it, but not like a in a bad way. I know what you mean. It's it's very hyper real. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. Speaking of hyper real, let's look at Sam Rockwell as his world is crumbling around him. Yeah, and he's questioning what he believes. Yeah, 
He's like, you mean this is your family? Alright, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, alright, <laughs> end of speech. Fuck it, we'll move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Get the picture. You call this family? What a fan with shit. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much word for word. Like, Sam Rockwell is just trying to figure out what the fuck he was trying to say. Like, yeah. I got a giant rat I gotta get back to a sewer? I don't know. I feel like he had a good point, but he really didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> we should follow him and find out yeah, the we'll rest of what later. he was gonna say. Yeah. Let me bring my menthols. Because it is kind of funny that, like, they all do just follow this guy. Yeah. Who really didn't say anything profound. Right. Not as profound as, uh, kick some shell or whatever he's getting ready to say. <laughs> I can really shell it out. <laughs> it was a shell of a good hit. That's the one he liked. <laughs> a shell of a good hit. But yeah, anyway, so they use the really, really solid, fun fight choreography to get around the fact that, you know, some of these characters should be cutting people to pieces. Yeah, exactly. And also, Mikey's nunchucks look like sausages. But they're better than the uh, foot clans. The foam, yeah. The, they're clearly the foam ones. The, the, the south of the border nunchucks. Yeah, the one one guy had. for $4. <laughs> yeah, I had those too. It was, the, it was like a plastic tube with the foam around yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we all had at least one set of those. They were oh, definitely. In, they were yeah. used in uh, Joe Stryker. Yes, they were. <laughs> uh, the guy, uh, Alan Keller, with his balls hanging out. Okay. <laughs> your, your balls are hanging out. Is that okay? That's fine. <laughs> yeah, now leave that in. Uh, should, we, should we crop it or something? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Fortunately, we do not see any Ninja Turtle balls in this movie. And then Shredder just... Whoop, out of the sky. Out of the sky. <laughs> Shredder in his sweater. <laughs> the, 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 the Shredder sweater. Uh, so, and, and for those that may not know, you can buy a cheese shredder. Yeah, uh, a shredder good. cheese shredder. It's so good. It's yeah, great. Nice. Um, it just looks badass. That's yeah. just so cool. Yeah, that shot, he looks super badass. But the one where it comes around his shoulder really close up, it looks like a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think it's supposed to be like a light chainmail. Yeah, for sure. But it's definitely if, the look they're going for. If you look back at uh, another movie that we did a commentary for, the Masters of the Universe movie from only four years before this, uh, Skeletor has a very similar fabric. Yes. Yeah. Going on. I think in in SD. It works a little bit better than an HD. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. They they can't can't be held responsible for not knowing what the future would hold. Absolutely. And what's funny is how well Splinter holds up in high definition. He looks great. I mean, he looks yes. like a real fucking rat man. Like it, it, yeah. there's, uh, it's like some witchcraft. <laughs> Splinter is amazing. His his face movements are it's pretty like, good too. It, it's it's on par with the Bigfoot from Tanya's Island. To where it's like so good yeah. looking, you're just like I. I that think might this be is real. probably just a giant rat. Yeah, it's like yeah. this may be a real. Surely thing. it would be easier to find a giant rat man than They're to craft something this real. convincing. Because I don't think they could do that now. It would either be CG. It would just or, be CG. Yeah, it, it would definitely be CG. 
Well, that's the suck. I mean, like, yeah. is these days they'll just go, oh, we'll just do it in CG, but you lose. I mean, Cause this look is at these performances. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's so good. There's so much personality that comes across with their body language in these performances. Well, and also in everybody in the scene is acting with something. With an actual person. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is where... And not just a dude in a spandex suit with balls on him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think CG's a great tool. I just, uh, I just, I do miss some stuff like this. Like, that splinter looks so yeah. fucking good. Well, it's kind of like Dave said in, in the first go-around when we were talking about it. Like, if they did it now, to do it well, you would have to do... Dudes in a suit with, like, some CGI work on the face. Yeah, a combination. And it would be perfect, yeah. but it's like, it seems like lately and there are, they just want to CGI everything. Well, the, to me, the ultimate realization of what we're going for, or what I want, is that the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Yeah. The Netflix show, where... Yeah, we haven't watched, watched it it's, oh, Me too. I don't know why I haven't watched it. I know. <laughs> Damn. Because I, I, I love Dark Crystal. It's, like, one of my favorites. I, I don't know why I haven't okay. watched it yet. I don't even love Dark Crystal that much. I love it for what it is, but as a movie, like, I don't... It's one of those that It's hit not me like, wow, like, this is a great movie, but I look at it and I'm like, holy shit, this is incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it hit me at the right moment in my childhood, so that, like, my love for it will never well, die. Well, you really need to watch that show, because it is... Everything in it is puppetry, but uh. they use CG to cover... The seams, so to speak, to enhance it, yeah. right? And that's, I think, the best way to use CG yes. is to enhance. Man, you guys really need things. to watch that. I, yeah, like you will, you will cry. Oh, I'm sure I will. It's so good. Well, we really don't have an excuse now. So no, yeah. you don't. Yeah. Were you going to watch Tiger King again? Yes. Possibly. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Got to find out if that bitch Carol Baskin actually killed her fucking nuts. I love that he's actually that. got the nunchucks tucked. Like, they set this whole thing up. My, Mikey's nunchucks fall, yeah. got thrown over, hung up on the ladder. You didn't see Splinter get them, but they're tucked in his his belt there if you're looking. Yeah. Oh, look at that. The big Gruesome. reveal. It's him. It's him. Yeah. And I think as a child, I was like, oh my god, it's him? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a secret. Right, right. <laughs> So badass, he oh, just yeah. moves his right arm, and it's over. That's just some ninjutsu shit right there. He's the master. Yeah, you can't, you can't beat. My my friends and I used to debate about whether or not that spear had pierced his chest. Huh? And I, I don't now. I used to think that it had. Um. Now I don't. Now I don't nah. think so. No, I think it's just a fall. I also don't think it matters either way. Yeah, no. it's fucking Oops. So Except good. he's not, because as I will find out in uh, just a short while here, they rescue him from the dump. Spoilers. And uh, he goes on to create mutant... That's so incredible. Whatever now. Toka... Snapping Turtle and Wolf? Yeah, it's not Bebop and Rocksteady. Right, but right. But it is, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That actually pissed the me off. The babies! A, yeah, that actually pissed me off as a kid, because I was like, why the fuck isn't it Bebop and Rocket? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I actually, even though, like I said, I didn't love 
I didn't love the the tone of the cartoon. I felt the same way. I was like, why the fuck are they just making these new characters? Yeah. That drives me crazy because they do that all the time, but you realize it's so they can make new figures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've already got Bebop and Rocksteady figures. You're right. Well, yeah. Let's make some new characters so yep. we can sell more toys. Bebop and Rocksteady were the fucking best... Some of the Have you seen the NECA ones? The new NECA ones from the cartoon? No, oh, I've, uh, I've seen pictures I, of them. Yeah. I got a set for Phantom Jr. Because I just happened to find them and I knew he'd want them. And then I found more, so I bought a set for myself that I haven't decided if I'm going to keep or not because I don't plan to collect that line. But they look so good... Then I'm just like, uh, I might keep them. And Target's not taking returns now, so oh. it's kind of getting taken out of my hands anyway. Oh, there you go. And they're doing a metalhead that looks amazing. Nice. The robot turtle. Yeah. So I may just have a little section just for a few of those. But I told... I, well, no, I don't think I did. I broke down and ordered the Super 7, the new ones that are... They're like the Masters of the Universe classics. Oh, but they're the old figures. But they're right. They're based on the toy line. Yes, not yes. on the cartoon. Yep. Okay, yeah, I just googled the. I I need to have this. I I'll collect the whole damn line. That's awesome. The, well, you better get on it because they are to. hard to find. They are amazing. Yeah, and they're huge too. Holy crap! Yeah, they've done all four turtles, Shredder and Krang. And Bebop and Rocksteady, and a two-pack of Foot Soldiers. And they look... They've got that cell shading paint style. Yeah. That just looks They're amazing. Fantastic. And then, yeah, they've got... Uh, they're doing Krang in the android body. Oh, really? And Metalhead. I think those are the next two releases. So Shredder has been defeated. The turtles and Splinter are hanging up on the ro- hanging out up on the rooftop because they still can't be seen by the public. Which is another difference that I think you know nowadays they'd be down in the street partying like, "Hey, look at these cool turtle guys!" Yay! Yeah. Um, no, I like that. And actually, I don't remember what. I, yeah, you know what? That's not fair of me because in the new the newer movies they stay in hiding. They don't come out. So that's, that's that, good. that wasn't fair of me. Um, and then we get Casey and April. With their weird, aggressive romance. Yeah, it's like a weird, like, mutually abusive romance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, I mean, honestly, for those characters, seems pretty accurate. Although the fact that he's basically a bum is kind (laughs) of weird. Yeah. Like, he, he pretty much just seems like a homeless guy that beats up criminals. I'm down with that, though. Shotgun. Yeah. Hellacious. His ear doesn't look that bad. It's gone. What are you talking yeah, about? It's not that bad. <laughs> He's totally a Vander Holyfield. <laughs> yeah. Holyfield He's did. literally missing half of one ear. It's so he would have trouble right now. He wouldn't be able visible. to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. Well, true. It's okay. I don't think rats can get corona. Mm, that might be true. Alright, and now we go right into, as I mentioned before, Partners in K-R-Y-M-E with Turtle Power. On the half shell, they're the heroes for in this day and age. Who could ask for more? I could go through the whole thing. I believe it. Yes. 
because I listened to that song. I had the cassette um, of this soundtrack. Now, not the score that I mentioned before that yeah. you can get from Max Work Records, but the actual soundtrack that had MC Hammer, Technotronic, Partners in Crime. Um, I don't remember who else was on there, but it was it was a very like '90s, late '80s hip hop type thing. And I listened to Turtle Power over and over and over in my little yellow Sony Sports Walkman. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. I still love this movie. Uh, it is... My opinion on it has not changed over the years, which is a little different from other movies I love, because some I've gone back and forth on, some I've evolved in the way that I enjoy them, but this one... I. Kevin Clash, um, well-known puppeteer that worked for the Henson Company for a very long time, uh, was one of the puppeteers for Splinter. I just saw that. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, I, I just I love it. I love it as purely now as I did when I first saw it in the theater in 1990. Uh, my affection for it has not changed in any way. I'm still blown away by the technological achievements. I'm still blown away by how true they stayed to the comics and stuff. It's just fantastic. I love it. Uh, Nicole, having had a bigger gap between times watching it. Hey, don't talk about my wife's gap. <laughs> oh my Jesus gosh. God. Damn it. Whoa. Whoa. I was just thinking, well, I'll have to tell my kid to listen to this episode because it's about the Teenage Mutant Oh, Ninja shit. Turtles. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> I don't cut I Editing no. what? It's okay. He's already just all fucked up. Um, I... Maybe it's less about her big gap and about your small dance belt. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what? Where am I? Tonight on a very special blossom. <laughs> um, it's fantastic. Like, what's not to like? Um... Uh, I I love this movie. I loved it when I watched it before. There wasn't like I didn't not watch it because I didn't like it. I just you know just kind of lost track of it over the years. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean the everything about this movie is wonderful. It's got a great story. It's got great characters. I love the turtles. Um, I love the uh, effects and like we said, the set dressing is like just incredibly good. Um, the fight scenes are great. It's a great action movie with, you know, radioactive turtles. I love this movie. I'm very happy. And, Arian, you were... You had another... You also have a big gap. <laughs> Arian, let's talk about your big gap. Thank, thank we you. haven't talked about your gap that much Thank uh, you for today. noticing. Uh, <laughs> I've been putting work in on my gap. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't visited the anal corner yet. No. If not, that's good. This movie's alright. I don't know. Like, I like it still. It's not, like, my favorite or anything. Where does it, for you, though, being as objective as possible, where does it rate as far as comic book adaptations go? Or have you even read any of the original I comics? I have not read any of the original Oh, well, then, uh, okay. So then, like, asking me is not uh, conducive to et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's uh, from that time period. It's one of my favorites, but it's not something I'm going to like seek out and watch. On the right, right. You're not going to self motivated go no, watch it. Well, I'm not self motivated. 
Well, at all, anyway. That's true. But but no, I enjoyed it. It was fun to watch. And Ryan, uh, you've... I got yeah, a smaller turtles guy. guy. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it does make me want to play the uh, TMNT arcade game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, no, Ryan's I, got a small gap, and he's been getting hard for this movie since he was three years old. <laughs> so he's got a real yeah. weird relationship with it. Uh, no, I I have always been obsessed with the turtles. Uh, always will be. Um, I have I have fallen off of, as like far as the newer stuff. Like I, I really haven't kept up with it. Well, there's no reason whatsoever to watch Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Good Turtles, but Good the series know. before that is probably my actual favorite version of the turtles and i've heard that from a few people man it's it's wild um but yeah i mean uh it it is impressive to me there's so many of these movies that i grew up with that i go back and watch and i'm like oh my god like the the power rangers movie we're talking about that we right right i saw that as a kid in the theater and like was like this is badass and like went back and watched it i was like this is fucking garbage. It makes no sense. I, this shouldn't be a movie. Uh, but this is one that, like, I watched as a kid growing up. This and, like, the original Batman. Like, these are some of the movies that, you know, I grew up on. And me and my dad both like to watch. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I I have fond memories of it as a kid. And it holds up just as well as I remember it. There's nothing about it that's, like, shitty or, like, like it's got great pacing, great story, great characters. So yeah, it's it's fucking it's incredible that it holds up as well as it does. It shouldn't because it's so such a product of its time. It right, right. It doesn't well. seem like it should be. Yeah, it, it seems like it should be like Power Rangers. Yes, it does. Wow. Well, guys, uh, I'm glad we finally got to watch this one. I'm super stoked, and uh, it was it was a great time. And everybody knows how to use Google. You know where to find us online. Yeah. We're good. I gotta watch the second movie now, so you guys all have to leave unless you're gonna stay and watch it. No, I gotta, I gotta go home. See, <laughs> so yeah, that's what work. I thought. Yeah, work is looming. What a bunch of gaps. I know. Huge gaps. <laughs> Alright, so for the, for the full rest of the story, because at the end there I mentioned that I was gonna watch the second movie, and I did. And it doesn't hold up quite as well as the first one, I gotta say. It's basically... Like, the first one obviously has a lot of comedic elements, but the second one is basically a comedy. The The idea of adapting the comic had been completely corrupted by the success of the cartoon at that point. So, it's still fun. Uh, the Turtles themselves are still amazing. Toka and Rezar are great. The fact that Kevin Nash plays Super Shredder honestly is really meaningless, but it's it's not a good movie. It just isn't. Uh, David Warner is a lot of fun, but I probably about 45 minutes or so in, I fell asleep for a little while because it was just, there's no soul. The first one has a lot of soul. The second one is crass commercialism, I I guess, if I'm going to be completely ruthless about it. And I don't hate it, Uh, and I'll watch it again, and I think it's a fun movie, but... It's a very different experience from watching the first movie. So, there you go. Uh, that's that's a little quick mini-review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, and also, as much as I like Ernie Reyes Jr., he is almost intolerable uh, on screen in that movie. So, what else is going on? Oh, please, I should have mentioned this in the intro. Please go check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. I've been doing unboxings over there that focus on the toys. 
you in general will not see my face because I want you to get a good look at the toys that I'm opening up and reviewing. Uh, this week I put up a Holy Grail unboxing, a toy that I spent a lot of money on and have been waiting a long time to get, as well as a Harley Quinn SH figure arts from Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous. I don't have time. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.